Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And on today's show, we meet a couple who are doing exactly that. Aaron and Kira are clients of Dashdot, and we dig into their journey. We talk about their entire journey from how they met to how they to where they're at now, their first property purchase, which was 12 years ago, all the way to buying to, to purchasing on their third property in about seven months, and how that has changed their lives. What I really love about this episode is we really dig into uh, the journey, like what that's what that's really been like, the early days, and then how it's been since they've been able to discover a new way of property investing. But really, really, the thing that, and if you listen to this episode, it is absolutely going to pull on your heartstrings because we talk about the impact that that has had on their mindset, on their worldview, on their family, and on their future, and that is exactly what all of this is about. So if you want to be inspired about how property investing can really transformationally change your life and hear real stories from real people that that that's happening to right now, then you're absolutely going to love this episode. I thought this was honestly uh, one of the most fun and interesting episodes uh, that we've done in a really long time. Uh, Aaron and Kira is so much fun to chat to and I, I... I'm emotionally moved by this uh, by this episode, and I'm certain that you will be too. So, without any further ado, let's get stuck right on into it, and I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. Joining me today are Aaron and Kira. They are clients of Dashdot. They're successful investors who have been absolutely crushing it uh, in recent times. So I'm, I'm super excited to dig, to dig into that. Aaron, Kira, how are you today? Good, thanks, Goose. How you thanks doing? For having us. <laughs> I'm 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 fantastic. I'm I'm awesome. I'm very caffeinated today, so that might have a little bit to do with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's good. Cheers, caffeine. Cheers. <laughs> Um, but no, I'm super super excited to um to to chat with you guys. Um, particularly, there's some pretty awesome stuff going on in your property portfolio. But before we get into that, I'd love to, um, for the benefit of the listener and also for myself, because this is actually our first time really hanging out. So I'd love to get to know you guys a little bit better. Now I'm going to go to you, Kira. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you know who you are, where you're from, all of that kind of stuff. Give us a little bit of the, bit of the backstory. Cool. Well, um, you'll notice I have a bit of an accent. I'm Canadian. Um, I have been in Australia now for almost 14 years. So been here a long time. Um, Some definite culture shocks when I first got here. And uh, I have to say that it just felt like home immediately when I when I got here. So even before I met my husband, um, this felt like the place I wanted to be. Hang on a second, right? So you guys are in Perth, right? Did <laughs> yes. you go from Canada to Perth? No. Okay, no. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if you've gone from Canada to Perth and you're saying this feels like home, I'm like, hang on a second, what's going on there? <laughs> it's like, no, we, um, Aaron and I actually met in Melbourne, so I started oh, yeah. my journey in Makes Melbourne. Sense. Cold. Absolutely loved it. Yes, cold, um, but warmer than Canada. So. Yeah. <laughs> Although not really in the winter, I still find it really cold in Melbourne. But yeah, yeah, just absolutely loved the country. I I don't think Canada ever really felt like home for me. We moved around a lot as a kid as well. So I had that experience. But yeah, just moved over here, met Aaron. Interesting. And Aaron, Aaron, did you did you grow up in Melbourne? Is that did you guys meet in Melbourne? Yeah, I um well, I was born in Queensland, but moved over to Melbourne when I was one. So I pretty much was born and raised yeah. in Melbourne, essentially. Um, 
And yes, we met in Melbourne. I travelled uh, for a bit when I was in my early 20s and lived in London for four years um, and then moved back and had a share house. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Canadian couple moved in, um, and Kira was friends with those guys. So that's kind of how we met. Short story, <laughs> the short version of the story. Yeah, nice, nice. That's uh, that, that. That's actually that's actually a great great version of the story. So when did you guys meet? How long ago? Um, Ugh. 15, 16 years ago. No, I, oh yeah, yeah. You've been living in. I'm just doing it based on my that's age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah awesome. when you were 20 yeah i met him when i was 20 <laughs> okay awesome sweet so you see so we're only 20 years old you've come over to australia kira and then your friends are in a share house you've met aaron and you just thought wow this is this is the guy they said to me too they were like we've met the guy like you are gonna love this guy he's amazing and you are gonna love him and he basically it's so sickening i hate saying this part but it's truly how i felt he opened the door um one day when i was going over and i looked at him and i thought oh damn and i just knew like i knew i was in trouble i knew it was gonna be a problem why hang on hang on hang on that sounded like that sounded like true love why did you just associate with that with like i'm in trouble this is going to be a problem i was thinking oh how awesome yeah well everybody said to me like am i going away party before i came traveling to australia everyone's like don't fall in love don't fall in love and i was like why what's wrong with falling in love with an aussie guys i'm not gonna fall in love Like that's ridiculous. I'm not going to fall in love. They were hoping that she would go back at some stage, but yeah, yeah. They they knew they knew if I fell in love, I was never coming back, and that's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, that's uh, that's awesome. I I love that. Most what most people don't know about me is I'm I'm a hopeless romantic. Like I'm I'm an absolute (laughs) sickening romantic. I just I love it. So I love hearing stories like that. I think it's I think it's great. What do you guys do for work? Uh, I'm an information manager for uh, in oil and gas. Um, yep. So I work for a great company called IQ Information Quality that um, contracts out to to oil and gas companies. So my current contract is with Shell. Yeah, um, nice. So I work with Shell. Cool, sweet. And what about and what about you, Kira? I am an admin for a therapy team um, in a disability setting. Yeah, I work okay. for a not for profit. And okay, so what I was what I was trying to work out there was like why what took you to Perth from Melbourne. When did you guys decide to go from Melbourne to Perth? That was me. About six years ago, uh, they offered me a promotion, actually. It was really just to build a a, um, document management system for the branch in Perth. So Mm -hmm. our head office in Australia was in Melbourne. Um, I had built document management systems for um, the contracts over there, and then there was one in Perth that they wanted me to to build. So I came for two weeks and then uh, two two two-week periods. Um, and then at the end of the second week period, um, they, uh, they asked if I would come in and continue on for six months. Yeah. So it was kind of a bit of an offer. I couldn't refuse. They were putting us up, paying for our accommodations and bills and everything. And we were like, look, this is this, we could save a lot of money doing this. Um, so let's just do it. And six years later, we're still here. Nice. I was so that on- was- I was on mat leave at the time as well. So that also really like freed us up to to be able to come over for that small window, what we thought it was going to be a small window. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was that would have been in 2016 then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. And so <coughs> and you so you mentioned you're on mat leave. How many kids have you guys got? Have you guys got a big family or we've got two boys. Yeah, they're nice. um seven and a half and ten. Cool. 
Awesome. So Atticus, I think I think it, you know we must have been here for about seven years now because Atticus was about six months when we moved over here. Mm. Yeah, just under six months. Yeah. And so, what made you want to stay over there? So I can understand the kind of appeal of like that original stint, but what made you want to stay in Perth? So I'm a big city girl. Like I love the city. I love being around a lot of people. I love that vibrancy that that being close to the city brings. Mm. And when we were in Melbourne, like Reservoir is not far from the city. We were both working in the city. But everything's kind of hard in Melbourne. Like getting around's really hard. There's so many people. You know that you're you know that you're gonna be pissing off a lot of people living in Melbourne right now. What do you mean <laughs> Melbourne's hard? They just don't know. They haven't come to Perth yet. But I remember like I we had been living in Perth for a little while and then I went back to Melbourne to visit some friends and for a work event. And um we were driving into the city and we were eight hundred meters from the off ramp stuck in just wall-to-wall traffic and it took us 40 minutes to drive 800 meters and i was just like nope i love perth yeah <laughs> like immediately i love perth anywhere we go is within 20 minutes we were walking into the city when we first moved here as well we were living in west perth and um we could walk 15 minutes and we were in the middle of the city um, with the two boys as well, there's heaps of family-friendly events. There's mm. free events all the time. In fact, Aaron is taking the boys to a free um, festival concert thing this weekend awesome. as well. So it just, for the lifestyle, like before kids, absolutely, I loved Melbourne. It was so fantastic. But then once we had the kids, just getting around to even just our friends who who weren't particularly far was looking at, you know, an hour and a half worth of travel back and forth. Yeah. And Perth I mean, has really improved over the last 10 years as well. So, you know, you know, back back in the day when I first I think I first came to Perth 18 years ago or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, the shops were still all closing at 5 p.m. even on weeknights. Um, there was very few good restaurants, there was very few good cafes. Whereas now it's not like that, you know. Um in Melbourne, you could probably throw a stone and hit an amazing Lebanese place, whereas here there might be two in all of Perth, but, you know, there are two really amazing ones. So, you know, there's just smaller amounts of, of all the yeah. good things. You know, it's not like Melbourne where, you know, there's 10, 10 in one area that are just all fantastic. But Yeah, but there's also uh, like – really improved. It's also like the, the cost of real estate is a little bit cheaper as well, right? So you can afford to live in a, yeah. in a better better location and, and all of that. Depends kind of on stuff. the location, I guess. Of course, of course. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> well, that, let's, get, let's get into that because I'm interested to know um, when you guys first started getting in, interested in property. When did you buy your first property? What was it? Uh, you know, like you mentioned Reservoir. Yeah, it was about 12 years ago. Um, and I think we got quite lucky um, in a lot of ways. You know, Kira's always known, I call it kind of the dash dot mindset. She's always um, known about good locations, making sure you're purchasing in a good location and make sure um, you've got something that has uh, the ability to to add value. You know, she's always sitting while we're watching TV, always sitting on her phone, looking at real estate and going, Oh, look, granny flat on this one or oh, jewel dwelling on this one or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so she's always kind of had that mindset, but you know, back then we just wanted to get our foot in the door really. Um, so my parents helped us out um, by um, well, not really going guarantor. They actually purchased a quarter of the property with us. Hmm. Um, so essentially were they tenant, that was were they like, tenants in tenants in common. They, and they had 25% of the, yeah. Property. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
just to help us. Like, we weren't earning a lot of money at the time. Um, and not, I wouldn't say we were terrible savers. We've always been quite good savers, but we weren't, didn't seem to be, it wasn't a priority for us to mm. save a lot of money, but um, we were lucky that we had them to help us out. And we bought a property. And I remember we've got a real estate agent friend who um, said to us at the time, in the last 90 years, so every decade, essentially, for, for the last 90 decades, house prices in Melbourne generally have doubled in price. And I was like, What? You've got to be kidding me. And then I said to him, there's no way that that can continue, can it? Like the property that, that we're buying for 350000 there is no way that this unit will be $700,000 in 10 years' time. It has to stop at some stage. Mm. Anyway, within eight years, it had doubled in price. So wow. we were really lucky in that we bought a good, good property, solid place. It was a unit, but it was a house originally that they built units behind. So the units mm. behind it are smaller, but the main one that we bought is actually the size of a house. So big master bedroom, big kitchen, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we got really lucky there, I think. Um, but it really opened our eyes to this kind of mindset of, of what property can do as an investment. Um, you know, we understood it a bit about it before we kind of ran into to Dashdot. Um, so yeah, it's been, it was quite good and, and it allowed us to obviously draw on the equity that, that was in that property as well. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty interesting thing that you, so Firstly, I don't waste heaps of money. I don't tend to buy like heaps of stuff, but I wouldn't consider myself like I don't categorize myself as like a, a saver. But the cool thing about property is that if as long as you're investing in it, it's gonna it's gonna move you in the right direction. But you said yeah. something pretty interesting there that um, surely, surely it has to stop at some point. It can't keep it can't keep, it can't keep doubling, can it? Yeah. Um, and I was convinced it was that time <laughs> that that he had told me that that we were buying the place that it was going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that's no what, way, no way this is happening again. But back in 1990, when you could still buy a house for like 70, 80 grand, I bet you they were saying that then as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You well, know, and this I is see that now. <laughs> totally. And this is the thing, you know, like this is what most people don't understand. In 1980, the national median house price was $76,500, right? Back then, mm-hmm. they were saying, I can't keep growing because it's all about context. And in 2022, national median house price is $1,066,000, which is 1,293% growth over uh, 42 years or 31% growth on average or 30% average growth per year over 42 yeah. years. If you do that again, right, in 2062, <laughs> in 40 years' time, the national median house price will be $13,785,099. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? And we're all so, sitting here now going, surely that can't happen again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly right. It's it's pretty funny, isn't it? Okay, so... Who so you guys bought the did you guys you bought that guys bought that property together in reservoir? We yep. did, yeah. So the the reservoir um property as well, that was my introduction to property market in Australia, mm. which in itself coming from a Canadian background is crazy to me, especially why oh M- Melbourne auctions. Auctions don't really happen in Canada. In Canada, you know, the seller has a real estate agent. And the buyer has an agent. So the the buyer, you go to the buyer, they say it's it's basically kind of what like Dashdot does, really. You, yeah, yeah. you tell your agent what you're looking for as a buyer, they find the properties and then they take you to them. And so you don't get, you know, an inspection where there's 30, 40, 50 other people there looking at a house. Um, it kind of takes the emotion out of it a little bit mm. because everything is just that table negotiation. Totally. Um, 
So Melbourne to me was crazy. We were going to inspections with so many people. Um, you know, they undercut the prices. They know it's going to go for more at auction, but they they show it as if it's in a price range that you can afford. So you show up and you get invested and you're just completely disheartened when, you know, the opening bid was already 60 grand over what you could top out at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we did that for six months. Six months of just it was six every months weekend, of looking. inspections. Um, I think we were with our eldest kid as well, our baby. Um, or was it before then? No, I was pregnant. No, or no, I, it was before. It was before. It was before Archer. Yeah. But it was hard work anyway, um, and constantly going to to properties that didn't look anything like their photos online yeah. as well. It was just wasting our time. And then when we did find the houses we like, like Kira said, 60 grand first bid over our, over our budget. So it was yeah. just, yeah, it was really disheartening. And we um, were looking at I, houses too where we were we were actually considering going up to our top limit, our, our highest point of our spend, what we were going to max out at. We were considering, and I'm, I, I'm not much of a saver, but I've always been really fiscally responsible. So it was really scary to me to think that, you know, for my first house, I was going to top out my maximum potential. Mm. Um, that was terrifying. Yeah, because there's an element of risk with that as well. Because it's like, I mean, kind of fine. Like if that's like, if you can afford it, even if it is at your limit, it's like, okay, kind of fine. But also if it's like the first property you've ever purchased and it's the only property that you own, it's also like, well, like, what if I get that wrong? Like, then it's all like I'm 100. There's no, there's no, there's no plan B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But we ended up getting lucky with it again because this particular property we went to see. It was the weekend before the Christmas break, so they don't show um, houses over over Christmas for two weeks. Yeah. It was the weekend before we had seen five properties that day. All of them were again not what they looked like in the photos. We were pretty annoyed. We went to this last one. Um, there were still tenants in it. It was lunchtime and they were cooking fish and the whole house smelled like fish. And people just like us walked straight through and out again, was hardly without looking at it. Like it was just, it was just a terrible time to be, to be showing it and terrible time to be having Perfect. lunch. Um, so we were, we cracked it. We left and then and then about a week later, it was around about Christmas time. We were like, "Did that place have three bedrooms? Was that master bedroom massive? Was that did it have a giant oven and a giant kitchen?" And we started thinking about it. And we we're like, "Maybe we should go back and take a look at that place." We didn't really mm. give it a chance. Um, so I contacted the agent, um, and he pretty much showed me his cart straight away, which is and he said, "Oh no, no one's no one's putting it off yet." Um, and I was like, "Sweet." That's that's good for me. We went and took a look. We th we were like we we made sure that we ignored the fact that the tenants were in there and and fairly messy. And we thought we'll just look at the the building itself. Um, and we were like, yeah, this is pretty good. And they were asking three seventy five for it. Um, and yeah, we we decided to put in an offer. Mm. And just at the last second, we had we decided, I think three sixty. 365 um and just at the last second in the email i just retyped 350 no 350 instead um i don't know why it just <laughs> Love it. you know we had 365 to spend and that's what we had agreed on and when i actually sent it i was like no just like cut it cut it down a little bit anyway he came back and said um oh look they would take it at 355 and i was like all right sweet let's do it so we got quite lucky there and saved you know a bit of money that's um, awesome just in the negotiation area. So, yeah, that was that was pretty good. 
Yeah, that's sweet. So that's awesome. But that was t- that's twelve years ago, right? You bought that property. Yeah. Yep. And did you guys? What happened after that? Did you guys buy any other properties or? No, no we had so, a family. Yeah, we uh, we had um, our first little one just shortly after we bought the house, um, and yeah, just kind of kept going. So I did take some time off work, which was really nice, and we just. Mm went about living our lives. It was a perfect little house, to be honest. Um, But I knew it wasn't going to be our forever home. I said to Aaron right away that we would, um, we would outgrow that house quite quickly, the four of us, Um, you know, future planning, obviously, we were thinking about the next one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were always planning on renting it out. We kind of said that we can we want to keep this house. We want to place in reservoir, but we'd always left things flexible for work opportunities because at the time as well, Aaron was looking at opportunities outside of the country for work also. So we just kind of always said that. What if, what if we could go wherever we wanted and we just rented out our place? Yes. Love it. Um, so that was where, that was where the start of that whole um, mantra you know, buy where you can afford and rent where you want to live kind of came Perfect. from. I love it. And then that it instantly became my ethos. So I was like, yep, let's go. I've always had itchy feet. Let's go to any opportunity. And then that's kind of when we started hearing the rumblings of the opportunity in Perth. Um, so it, it just kind of made sense. So we ended up getting friends in there first. We got an agent to make it really easy. Um and yeah, then our friends moved on and we got new tenants and nice. You really do have the dash dot mindset, don't you? You really are, yeah. you're really chasing that that life of freedom, choice, and abundance. It's good. You've got the you've got you've got yeah, definitely got the right vibe. Definitely on that. a on a lower scale to what we have now though. Um you know, the education we've had in the last seven months has been unbelievable and I'm sure I'll go into it a little bit later. But um with with Kira at least she did definitely have that mindset and I very much did not so interesting. So yeah, to, let's, talk about, as... let's, talk, let's talk about that then because that's really interesting. So Kira, you were thinking about like it sounds like you were thinking about it for the vehicle that it could be. You were like, "Yep, cool. Nara is a stepping stone. Create the life we want. It's like it is just a piece." How was your how was your mindset different, Aaron? So I think growing up, um, we were very much my family was very much you buy the house that you live in, um, mm. and then you pay that off. And if you yep. pay that off, then you can go and get. Um, investment properties. So my grandfather um, had a place in Brunswick that I'm sure he paid off many, many years ago. And then um, I think had three investment properties after that. So at least I, I could see, and we, he had a holiday house as well. So, you know, he had multiple properties um, while I was growing up. And I think my parents were the same. They bought a property um, that we lived in and like it was supposed to be for our forever home. Um but no investment properties. So for me, it was very much like you buy the house that you live in and you live you, you live in that and you pay off that mortgage. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm far more a realist than Kira. She's, she's a dreamer in, in that kind of thing. So when she Love would it. talk about that kind of stuff, I'd be like, well, I mean, we need to think about our house first and then, then we can start thinking about that kind of thing. Um, so I think... You know, the, the Melbourne place helped where I actually saw the capital growth mm. for myself because, you know, then I could believe that that, that was a real thing. Um, but also, I feel like we needed to be in a position where we could do this, this kind of stuff rather than 
just dream about it. And so Kira would always talk about it and always be like, oh, look at this jewel dwelling and we could put a granny flat and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nice. I love it, Kira. You're on it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, let's talk about it when we both have jobs. We're both working full time (laughs) and we can both actually do something about that. So I wasn't really listening, I suppose. Mm. Um, Yeah, for for many years. That's really good. It's really cool that you've had that realization that you weren't really listening. A lot of people don't. A lot of people just like keep their fingers in their ears. Um, at yep. least you've woken up and gone. Actually, you know what? I ne- I need I need to shift that. That's really cool. Yeah. And um, so it was about seven seven months ago. Kira says to me, um, "We are going to have this meeting with Dash Dot." And I was like, "What do they do?" And she's like, "Just just watch the watch this video, right? Just watch it." And I'm like, "What do they do though?" And it was you know it was a time where all of a sudden I got a promotion. We were earning more money. Kira's working full time, mm. so you know we could actually do something about it. So, you know, my mindset was a little bit more open. We had gone to the bank because we were looking to buy a property um, here in Perth and we started going around to all these houses and doing the exact same thing that we started doing last time, which was look at all these properties that were going to be, we were going to be outbid. Even though our borrowing capacity was high, the properties around here and we want to live in Mount Hawthorne. Where, which is where we live now. It's a beautiful suburb, but very expensive. Um, and we're renting here in Mount Hawthorne now. Um, so we wanted to do that. So we're looking at all these properties and Kira's like, calm down. And I get really emotional. I'm like, we've got to put a bid on this place. It's a dual dwelling. It's really nice. Um, and Kira's like, no, you need to calm down. And so I think she introduced us to da- Dash Dot just to calm me down. <laughs> nice. Um, so I want I want I, I want to jump in here because Kira looks like a, a Jack Russell that's just eating a sherbet bomb or something like that. <laughs> what you look like you've got something to say. No, no, I just I I recognized it was really funny because um I have another friend who was looking at uh purchasing another place. Um they were planning on living in it. We just kind of saw that the market was about to take off and that this was the opportunity to look for something in Perth. Yeah. And so that's why I said it to Aaron. I was like, you know what, we're in a position we we probably can look at buying another place. What if we replicated what we did in Melbourne, but here? And so that's what kind of kick started it. And then he was like, okay. And then he just took it and ran with it started looking at properties. He's like, we're going to this place and this place and this place and this place. And then he was doing this really funny thing as well, where he was looking at it to be rented out by someone. We kind of knew we weren't planning on living in it, but at the same time, he was looking at it as if it was good for us. Mm. And so like immediately I could tell that he was getting emotionally involved and there were a few places that we went to that he was like, oh my God, we could live here. And I was like, but no, because we live right now where we want to be. We're not going to live in a house that's, you know, that you're six, buying seven- for renters, right? Exactly. That you're buying for an investment property that you're buying it. Yeah. Different, completely different purposes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so like I, I was like, no, we got to do something, and that's when I found Dash Dot, and I was like, I, I, we need. You to need an intervention. You were just looking for. You were looking for. You were looking for somebody else to be able to help you do an intervention. And the tipping point. The tipping point was as well that um, he had been to a property with the boys. So was, we were taking the boys. We don't have family here, so they have to come everywhere with us. Um, he had been to a property with them that was really different. It was in an up and coming area that we quite like. 
Um, but the property itself was really different. And he was kind of trying to tell me and the agent was trying to tell us that there's a way to make it a dual dwelling. You know, it's got this kind of separated area. Um, it had like a little studio and then it had the other bedrooms and it had another little um, kind of bonus room. And they all had separate doors. The bonus room had a separate door but they all had a, a main entrance that was together and I just kind of uh, he, he made me go back to it with him and he was really excited about it and I was like but how does this make sense for anyone like mm. you know you can't actually section that off if you used the bonus room as a bedroom you'd have to run down in a main entrance to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. Like it just didn't make that sense. Was the big was thing. Like, that was the big turner for me. She goes, mm -hmm. if we were to live here, right, you could have someone renting out this area with the kitchen and it's one bedroom and it's got its own kitchen and bathroom. Um, but then you've got the main entrance and the stairway that goes up that way, a stairway that goes up that way. And they belong to one um, party. If you were up there, you would have to go down the stairs in the morning to go to the toilet go through the main area, the joint area, up the other stairs to the other part of the house that had the toilet. And she's like, could you do that every single morning or twice in a night or whatever, you know, because you, you're yeah. constantly up. And I was like, oh, God, you're right. This this would not work. Uh, <laughs> would not work yeah. at all. And then my so next you thing to him was, who who would buy this place? Like, if if we had to sell it, who's the buyer? And then immediately he was like, okay, I get it. And then we had the meeting with Dash Dot, and it just kind of all fell into place. Okay, awesome. Well, she, she, she said, oh, you've got to – she didn't even tell me. She goes, I've booked in this meeting with Dash Dot. Good, she didn't even ask move. my permission. I was just like a by, innocent bystander in all of it. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> she goes, um, you've got to watch this video. And it came to the night before we were having mm -hmm. this meeting, and I was like, fine, fine, fine. I will watch it. Oh, my God. So I watched it, and it was you, Goose, for 40 minutes talking about everything <laughs> that you guys do. And afterwards, I just went, yes, this is it. This is what we are looking for. This will take all of that emotion out of it. This will mm -hmm. be our place in Melbourne, but better because we'll actually get good rent from it, <laughs> which I forgot to mention. We have terrible rent in Melbourne, but that's just yeah. what Melbourne's yeah. like. Yep. So the place is yep. worth a lot, but the rent is terrible. Um, well, there, actually, yeah. the rent is totally fine. It's just not as yeah. it's just not, it's not relative, as good as relative to the price. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and relative to the places that you guys have found for us as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was the night before that I actually watched it, um, and I was converted almost instantly because it spoke to me it t everything that Kira had been talking about, but it explained it super well for me to understand. And for me mm. to understand it, you know, uh, if I understand it, then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm down with it. But, you know, often people will, will make videos like that and try to explain things. And it's just like, like shares, I still don't understand. And I've listened to some of the one in on, on the investor lab. I've listened to other podcasts and I still don't, get it at all whereas mm. your movie or your little um 40 we could call it a movie it makes me feel famous yeah. then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i totally got it got it all so um yeah after what? that we were pretty sold i was never going to say no after the meeting i think okay well, awesome i'm very interested to know then so i want to a month of time i want to dig into a couple of things here i'm interested to know number one how your mindset has changed since since you had that meeting how your mindset has changed around property number two Let's talk about the properties, right? Yeah. Uh, and number three, I'm interested to know how this has changed your life. So we'll start at the start. How has your mindset changed since you, since you had that meeting? You go, Kira. 
Oh, well, my mindset. She already had the the same. Yeah, I already had it. (laughs) (laughs) I live it. I live it, babe. Surely you're thinking bigger, though. Bigger than what we were before. Um, I think for me, it just kind of became a means to an end. And and for Aaron, it's it seems to have become the the game. It's the everything for him. So I've I've seen him. I've seen him just like blossom in it. Um, and and that for me is fantastic because yeah, as you said, I, I've kind of lived it. I've it's been my idea for a really long time. I, I always look at properties constantly. I'm I'm always kind of I've got, you know, a toe in most of the time. So it's not really different for me, but I, I've seen a massive flower bloom out of Aaron. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely. great. All right. You know, my mindset's completely changed in that I'm thinking long-term, I'm thinking bigger. I think our financial um, situation had stagnated for a lot of years and we, you know, now I feel like we've wasted a lot of time, um, you know, and yes, we weren't in a position. Yes, I mean, Dashdot's only been around for a, a few years. Mm. You know, before that, you know, we just wouldn't have known about all of this stuff. I just wouldn't have known, um, no matter how much I researched, I probably would have not known about it. Um, but, you know, I feel like we've wasted a lot of time because, you know, we weren't earning terrible money back then. Um, and we could have very easily at any stage gotten a $250,000 loan to buy a house to help mm. kickstart this kind of thing. And I just did not know about it. And so that's why I feel like we've wasted a lot of time, but um, we're making up for it now, obviously. Um, but to kind of sum up, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. Sum up how my mindset has changed is that we were driving um, the other day with the boys in the car and we went past an apartment block that was um, about to get built. And Kira was like, oh, look, they're building apartments there. And I said something like, oh, I would never buy an apartment. And, and my eldest, Archer, um, said, why not? And I was like, well, essentially you're buying air, you know, you're, you're buying a part of a building floor and that is it, you know, you're not buying any land. If, when you buy a house, you buy the building, but you also buy the land and no matter what happens, that land is yours. So, you know, a, a hurricane can come and wipe the house away. You still have that land there. Um, you know, and I said to him, I was like, afterwards I thought, Jesus, when did my, my mentality turn around? Because I've said something like I would never buy an apartment unless it was an entire apartment block mm. of, and, and like, you know, that I, I kind of stopped. I was like, Oh my God, my mindset has changed. Hasn't it? Like I'm <laughs> thinking big now. And that was not a joke too. I would actually buy an apartment block now. And yeah. I could see that as something that we would do in our future. Um, so yeah, I think that's how my, my mindset's changed. And just, you know, the education of watching 50 or sorry, listening to 50 investor lab, podcasts in the last two months um you know the confidence my confidence is super high my fear about doing things is super low um the you know that that education really curbs the fear of buying a house and investing in property because you understand everything all the ins and outs interest rates you know all of that kind of stuff um once you get yourself educated about it then the fear really really subsides so such such a good insight because yeah, fear comes from risk, right? Because you're worried yeah. that something might go wrong. And so the way to manage risk is to get more informed so that you can understand the parameters better. And the more informed you yeah. are, the lower the risk is. It's it's yeah, and, yeah. and therefore it allows you to to think bigger and and achieve more. Because you're right, the average 
the average punter, you know, is it, they're, they're the, the, you know, the average punter is the typical kind of like I'm going to buy a house, buy a house in a reservoir or or equivalent, and I'm going to I'm going to pay it off, and then when I'm, you know, forty or fifty years old, it'll be a nice little nest egg or 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 something like that. But then once your mindset shifts, all of a sudden you are thinking, okay, hang on a second, I can have a scalable property portfolio. I can live where I want and do what I want. I can see in the near future probably that I'd be able to buy an entire apartment block, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, what? Yeah. What are you? How's this even happen? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's awesome. Seven months ago, I would not have even thought about stuff like that or <laughs> thought it was possible even. So yeah, it's definitely amazing. And we are just average people. Like we don't earn half a million dollars a year, you know, mm. and we're just about to buy our fourth investment property. Um, so it is definitely doable for everybody. You just have to change that mindset and lose the fear. And, and you know, I think when I told my mum we bought the second one, she hit, she said something like, oh, just be careful, you know, you don't want to overreach and blah, 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 um, which is, yeah, fair enough. We, we, we do it smart and we're doing it within our means. But at the same time, by buying all these properties, we're almost safeguarding ourselves because if I was to lose my job, we still have that income coming in from the renters paying off our mortgage, you know, because they're all positively geared. We've got them paying off the mortgage and some. So that and some is income to us, you know what I mean? Um, so we are kind of safeguarding ourselves for if the worst does happen. Yeah, 100%. And I just kind of want to jump in there too, because aside from the fact that you bought the one in Reservoir 12 years ago, you are in the last like seven months, you have seven bought... Months you've bought two properties and you're on your third property. So, yeah. uh, and so basically, aside from the one in Reservoir, that'll, that'll make it four in total, but basically that's three in three in less than 12 months that you guys are yeah. going for. On, yeah, and you guys are an average family on average kind of salaries with two kids, you know, like, and so yeah. this is wildly, wildly possible for anyone, which is, which is. Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially, you know, you, you can get your foot in the door by the first one. We were obviously lucky because we have that equity to, to draw on from Reservoir, which yeah. not everyone would have, but you can definitely, there's a lot of people out there who probably don't realize that they don't have to buy a million dollar property in Sydney or Melbourne or Perth. Um, they can buy a $250,000 property outside. That's going to give you a great return mm. um, and also you know, capital growth on the in the long term, um, and then then that can then that snowballs because the bank sees you as a good bet because you're you've bought a property that is giving you positive extra income, mm. um, and then you take it to them and and then go, all right, cool, what can I do now? And they're like, well, you you picked really well this time. We'll give you enough money, yeah, and to you've buy got more income one. coming in. So more income coming in. So exactly, so it's just capacity, you know, Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, we, we would never have guessed that we would be able to buy three places um, seven months ago. But you know, the bank the bank likes us because we are choosing the the right properties, and we're giving them those numbers. And it, you can't deny the numbers. You go, well, it, you know, capital growth aside, how much? You know, one of our properties has gone up already. Um, you know. $50,000 since we purchased it a month ago yeah. or two months ago now. Other than that, you're getting rental income that is paying off the mortgage. And they see that and they go, well, that's a good bet. You guys are a good bet. Let's let's give you more money. Totally. I'd love to, I, love, I want to touch on that actually a little bit, one, right? Because um, you've bought two properties and I'll just quickly touch on those, but I want to talk about the second one because this, is, this illustrates a very interesting point uh so you bought two properties bought one in um in queensland and that's on a 7.4 percent yield you bought that for about two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. is that that right 267 267 000. 
And that was about seven months ago. And it's well, when we did the valuation, it was six months and it had grown by 12.5%, which had given you a return on invested capital of 39%, which is pretty yep. sweet, right? Yep. That's pretty good. You can't argue with any of those numbers. Like, it is, it is. Right? Look, not all of it was growth in that time because it was actually probably worth more than what we paid for it. Yeah, cool, um, awesome. So you got, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, you, yeah, so you bought some of the growth at, at the, yeah, you bought under market value, which is great. Yes, yes. What I really like is the second one you bought, right? Because that is already, and again, so that was two months ago, but we did a valuation a month ago, six point eight percent yield, and um, the, you've made a fifty-seven thousand dollar gain on that. Yep. In a month slash two months, we got the valuation done a month ago, which has given you a sixty-one point five percent return on invested capital. Yeah, in one month. In I mean, who month. knows what it'd be like now in two months. Exactly. And the interesting <laughs> thing that I want to point out about that is because as we record this podcast, there is, there is loads of noise in the media about the property market is crashing and it's recorded its biggest, its first decline since September 2022. And you literally, that second property, which is only two months ago settled, the values are screaming upwards. Yeah. So how are buying in the right area. Bingo. I was going to ask, what, what would, what would you right say area. to people who have got fear around the property market going down and all that kind of stuff at the moment? You've got properties that are obviously not doing that. Yeah, you've just got to buy it in the right area. So, um, you know, Dashdot, the first thing they do is, is make sure that you're buying under market value for starters. So they say to you, look, they're asking $280. Um, or I think it was for the first one, the, the Townsville one was $275. We believe it's worth $290. Um, a few things along the way, you know, they were like, oh, they messed up the, the contract. You have to re-sign it. We're going to ask for $3,000 off. You know, that kind of stuff. Just the negotiation skills of your team is amazing. Stuff that I just wouldn't even think of. So we're buying under market value, which, you know, that's the first thing that they look at. Then they look at making sure that the, the it's got a high yield as far as rental income goes. And then also um, making sure that it's, well, actually there's four things, making sure that it's... um. Uh, the capital growth is estimated to be quite high and quick. And then also whether the property has a value add ability. Mm. So you can put a granny flat or something along those lines. So they don't give you a property to look at unless it has as many of those ticks, as many of those boxes as possible. You would so if you're buying in the right area. For ourselves, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. if you're buying in the right area, it's, it's a real safe bet that the property is going to go up. Um, yeah. So you know, there's a lot of places in Perth as well, you know, a lot of suburbs here that people bought in a boom and then they you know, can't sell without making a loss and stuff like that. It was just they were bought in the wrong area. Um, so that's the most important thing I think is, is buying in the right place. Awesome. Kira, I want to ask you um, mostly just to give you a bit, bit of airtime because Aaron's passionate there. I can see he's like loving it. So it's great. He knew that was going to happen too. <laughs> I said that was going to happen. I was like, just jump in, babe, whenever you need to. I'm a right. talker too. Don't worry. I'm a yeah, talker. yeah. No, cool. So I want to know, um, okay, so Kira, your mindset hasn't really shifted, right, since you started. Yep. Your properties, the properties that you guys have bought, two that have performed really, really well and you guys are onto your third, um, third in – 30 to seven months. So definitely, you know, you could, you know, you'd almost be onto another one in within 12 months. Um, I'm interested to know has this, and if, and if it has, how has it changed the way you're thinking about your future? It has. It, it has. Um, but more just that we're like he's, Aaron's kind of said it a few times that we're snowballing, that we, mm. we we kind of want this to happen 
um, in a snowball. And the way that it's changed our future is probably mostly how we speak to our kids about finances. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is that I didn't want us to have to sacrifice on anything. The reality is we could have started doing this five years ago. Mm. Very easily we could have, um, you know, not very easily because we didn't have the tools, but, you know, from a financial perspective, we could have. Um, So I think it's just, it's just allowed us a bit more freedom to understand that it is possible to kind of have it all. I love that. It's possible to have it all. That yeah. is that is the mantra of my life. Yeah, absolutely. You can have it all. You, you know, can. you can have it all. You can have everything that you want in life. You can have the whole shoot match. You're just going to decide what it is and go for it. So yeah. that's awesome. I love that. Um, and I just want to ask one little thing, and then I'm and then I'm actually got a couple of other questions I want to ask as well. But do you have any advice for someone who's like maybe thinking about working with Dashdot, but is maybe sitting on the fence or? Give it a crack. Like, give give it a crack. What what harm would come from trying? Really, it's it's only going to benefit you. Awesome. Okay, yeah, and get educated as well. Like we, I, I you know, um, I looked at all the reviews. You know, the reviews were great. And the thing the thing about it is, you're handing over money to Dashdot to to find your property, right? And you would. You would be happy to hand over money to a doctor for your body, you know, a, a, um, a mortgage broker. Well, actually, the banks pay a mortgage broker, but, you know, you leave that in their hands. Why not have someone buy property for you if it's going to be great investments mm. um, and good properties? Um, but it's scary. For me, it was super scary handing over our savings that we had had. Um, in fact, it wasn't really even savings. I got made redundant, so we got a little bit of a, a lump sum, which was amazing, and then I got a job straight away. So for us, it was the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, but we had that lump sum there, and we bought two properties with you guys at the same time. So um, it, it wasn't like we were testing the waters and doing it once we actually just made the the decision to do it twice Mm. um so handing over our money is super scary um and you can look at all the reviews and you can believe in what you guys say but unless you have actually lived it and done it with Mm. you guys once you just don't know you don't know is this a scam is this you know is this going to work out is it is it what they say it's going to be you just don't know until you know um Obviously, now we know that it's much easier to hand over our, our money and have you guys help us because, you know, we know what, what the results will be, but a lot of people don't know for sure. And I'm happy to tell you that y- it is real. This is totally real. They are so helpful. The houses we have got are amazing, but not just that, the education and the help they give us has totally changed our lives. Um, and yeah. It's definitely changed mine. You know, the listening to the podcast and stuff like that has totally um, changed the way I think about our money, our future, what our future will look like, what our kids' future will look like. Um, it is a real thing. Uh, so yeah, just do it. That's beautiful. I really, I, I love that so much. I really love that so much. Thanks. And it's a funny thing that you mentioned there. And in fact, I was talking to someone about this the other day because. Um, one of the uh, one of the downsides is because uh, like a lot of the stuff we do sound if you, when you're on the outside it sounds like it might actually not be true like it sounds 
like a little bit sounds does sound too. I'll be honest, sounds, sounds too good. Too to be, good doesn't sounds it? too sounds good too to be true. Good Even I know true. that. I'm like, it sounds it sounds like we're lying, right? Yeah. Um, and it usually takes people a couple of goes to become a believer, right? Yeah, you sort of have to do it. You have yeah. to do it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I see, I see it happen to so many people. They're like, oh, this is real. And then as soon yeah. as that happens, it's kind of like, right, let's 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 go to the races. Like, how how many more times can we do this? And we often joke around internally that we're like, are we doing something illegal? Because it kind of feels like we're just printing money for people. <laughs> like, what's going on here? So yeah. oh, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay, cool. Final question, right? Now I'm going to ask this question. You guys are going to have to decide who's going to answer, or if you're both going to answer with your own answers, or. Are you both going to answer with your own answers, you reckon? I, okay, think, cool. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we okay. actually don't know what we've, what we've put for both of these answers. Oh, we didn't talk good. about it. Okay, yeah. hopefully this doesn't, you know, there's not some kind of conflicting anything conflicting here. Okay, so the final question that I've got for you guys, right? Imagine it's your last day on earth, many, many, many years from now. You've accomplished everything that you ever dreamed of. You've achieved everything that you ever wanted. You, you've created everything you wanted to create. But it's your last day on earth, and the moment you pass away, everything that you've ever had or created will be gone, wiped from the face of the earth as though you never existed in the first place. But you get to leave behind three simple truths that will live on in perpetuity after you're gone. What three simple truths would you leave behind for the world? Kira, you what are you first? Oh, so I'm I'm kind of full of cliches with this one, um, but I heard Jim Carrey say it once, and I think this is really, really good. I would want to leave this. Uh, you can fail at what you don't want to do, so do what you love. That's one. Because um, you can fail at anything, right, at the end of the day. You, you can it, – it's not about how you fall. It's about how you get back up. Mm. Right? And, and realistically, you are gonna you're gonna fail at everything that you do at in some degree. So you might as well fail doing the things that you love rather than doing the things that you don't love, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my softball coach says this to us all the time: uh, nobody makes mistakes on purpose. So I think it's important to forgive, mm. forgive yourself, forgive others. Love it. Yep. yep. Um. <laughs> be the person you would want other people to be. So uh, treat people the way you want to be treated and be mm. that person. Can you just say that again? Because I think it was actually really, really interesting. So can you say that again? Be, be the person you would want to be. Mm. Treat people the way that you want to be treated. Mm. You just... It's kind of like a be kind, yeah, just be kind nice of be, to be what you be what you want to see in the world, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Full of awesome. cliches, but I <laughs> no, think I love great. it. It's great. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. No, that's that's really cool. I love all of those. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Um, so I think for me, the first one is kind of know your why, know the reason why you want to do these things and and improve your life. I suppose you know. For some people, it's family. Others, it's freedom. Others, it's time. Once you've worked that out the reason why you're doing these things, it's much easier because you singularly, singularly focused, um, you put more of your time into it. Um, yeah, just make sure you have a reason and you know what that is clearly um, rather than just aimlessly wandering, not exactly knowing what to do. Things will be hard and things won't, won't happen for you because you're not putting your time into it and you don't want it. Um, like for us, our why is our family. We want to make sure that, 
you know, we we leave them something to build on and not just, you know, our kids, they're going to go to work when they're 14 or whenever, whenever, when, as soon as they can, no matter how many properties or how much money we have by the time they get to that age because it's important to learn about money and how hard it is to earn it and all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, give them the tools so they don't have to work hard for their money and they can have their money work for them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our reason. Um, get educated. I feel like I knew nothing seven months ago compared to what I know now. Um, and that really curbs the fear. Like I said, the fear of, of, picking the wrong properties or the fear of doing anything. And it's just not just property related. It can be anything. If you're educated and if you're confident in it, then you will be successful. Um, And then seek help is the third one because, you know, get a good accountant, get a good um, mortgage broker um, and get a good property buyer and everything will fall into place for you because, you know, you can't do it yourself. And like I've learned a lot. Um, and I'm still looking at a property and I still go, I have no idea. I have no idea if this property is going to be good or not. You know, I definitely need help. And it's a small price to pay for someone to, to do all of that work for you. Um, it, you know, like a mortgage broker, you shouldn't be paying them at all. The banks pay them. So they're free. An accountant, get a good one. Obviously, that is going to cost you a bit of money and a property they'll make you money, is going to cost you a bit of money. Yeah. And, but yeah. they'll all make you money. Exactly. Mm. All three of those, those will make you money. So don't do it yourself. Um, seek help. That's Love my it. three. Love it. Love it. They were great. That was awesome. We got six, which is yeah. sweet. <laughs> I know I awesome. have more too, but I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we is, there anything, is there anything else that you guys want to say or anything else you want to share before we, before we move towards wrapping it up? I do. Do you, do you have anything, hun? No, you go ahead. I was just going to do more of my death thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> more of your death thoughts. More yeah, of my right. death thoughts, yes. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Okay. Goose, um, I just wanted to thank you and your team, actually. Um, you know, we've, we've only just met, but this is your baby. This is, this is your idea and your business, and I think it's amazing. Um, as far as your team goes, I'd love to thank Bella, Jason, Lana, and Shana for all the great work that they've done so far, and also the team that we don't talk to regularly that are, that are working in the background. Um, you guys have changed our lives. Essentially you have given us the tools to make our family's future better. Um, and, you know, we're talking to our kids now about mortgages and they're 10 and seven and we, and they know about mortgages, you know, just the basics, um, but also investment properties and all that kind of stuff. So we will raise them to understand this and be better better people and better with their money um and you guys are the reason for that so you know essentially you could have changed our family's future for generations to come so thank you very much that's that is the best thing that i've heard all day and it is specifically (laughs) the entire reason that we (laughs) exist is to have that to do that and to make that change in the world and for that to have happened for you guys, um, I couldn't possibly be happier or proud of that. That literally is the entire reason that we exist as an organization. Yeah, so you should be very proud of you. yourself and and of your team as well. They all do an amazing job. And I am super proud of the team and I'm super proud of the results and super proud of being able to help people. I'm um, just like you guys. So thanks. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>